Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I love the smell of dandelion spray in the morning. <laughs> uh, I'm Jay, and I I guess I like the, the smell of Garlic. my... Money. Yeah. Uh, no, my, my <laughs> bi uh, antioxidant cocoa fusion co- coconut drinks in the morning. <laughs> That is my favorite flavor also. Uh, I'm Josh, and I don't understand people who ask the question or don't know the answer to the question of, what are you going to do when you retire? Because I'm like, so many things. <laughs> and all of them involve, you know, reading and binging shows and playing games. We, we are so different than, than uh, the generation before us and the generation before them. You know also- what I mean? Are like, we? That sounds like propaganda to me, Trevor. But let's hear it. Okay, okay. Just for a moment, think about your. I, I'm for for Jay. His parents are old enough. So I'm gonna say think about your parents. But for for Josh and I, it's our grandparents. Think about what they thought about doing when they retired. Because yeah, my, my grandfather gr- retired three times. Right. <laughs> my grandfather retired to being a full time pain in the ass to my father, whom he went out and bothered during his work day every day. So they had a family business. And when my grandfather retired, he continued to work and, my, not, re- and not report it to the IRS so that he still got his, his uh, uh, checks for Social Security, but he went out and still worked. He just wasn't getting technically paid. That's what my grandfather did in retirement. Like, it just feels like we are such a different generation than that group. My, my dad, so growing up, his his career was um, he would do like furniture sales, furniture repair, and reupholstery. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he retires and he has an upholstery shop on his <laughs> next to the house, and he just <laughs> keeps doing upholstery projects. And he's like. 83 or 84 at this point and still trucking along doing like total car uh, reupholster jobs and stuff like that. And probably charging, you know, half or a quarter of what everyone else is, is because he's He's doing it for the love of it, basically. Well, and because he has like his anchor price set to, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. Oh, right. (laughs) So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just feels like I, I'm like Josh. I have a stack of books, a stack of video games in Steam that I've just never been able to play. And some of them I bought, you know, who knows how many years ago. And I'm just waiting for the day where I will be like, oh, well, you know, I'm independently wealthy or I have enough or it's retirement time. And now I'm just going to actually get to play these. <laughs> I, know, I do but... kind of, I, I do kind of wonder if. I'm going to be the guy who, uh, what, like, I don't really have a target age for retirement. Right. Per se. And I'm self-employed and I do have, I guess, maybe a little bit of my dad in me. <laughs> and so. Yeah. I can see where this is going right away, Jay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to retire, but yeah. Or what that's going to look like. <laughs> What's who will I even be without an empire. <laughs> <laughs> a strong point. You do make a good point with that argument there, Jay. Uh, Brian will definitely 
be ready for me to be retired though and mm-hmm. <laughs> be ready for us to uh move away from my whole falls yeah yeah i Anyways. don't know what my wife will do with retirement because she she despises spending money so much i mean i'm the guy that spends all of our money in in droves like the amount of money i spend compared to her is you know 99 percent me one percent her sort of deal except for i mean if you count groceries and stuff that's you know it's normal spending but like sure she sure she doesn't buy anything and and so i, I think it's going to be hard on her when i'm like you know we get to that point where we're retired and I'm like, all right, we're going to go on a trip to such and such place. I don't know if she'll accept that or I think you she gotta, will. Though. You got to figure out a way to like, I okay and powder that crap, Trevor slowly expose her to, you know, <laughs> spending did she, frivolously. Did she end up, uh, liking the trip to Amsterdam that the three, that the three of us did. Yeah. But I think that was partly because she wasn't seeing the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Sure. So, I mean, I think that that that, that sort of theme can continue um, for the most part. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I always joke with my children, and maybe this is a little bit morbid, but, I mean, I have diabetes. You know, I tell them quite frequently, there's a day where I will not be here to do this for you. You need to learn to do this on your own. You know, I say that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and But I say that to, you know, and they, they just don't, I don't know, they don't listen my wife doesn't, I pay all the bills. So my wife doesn't really pay attention to that stuff. And I'm just like, you know, when I go away, you guys are going to be in a world of hurt. Cause all the things that I do that nobody else has training in, you know, there's no second line. <laughs> That's why I try to automate everything. We've been, I'm, I, so first of all, you know, my, my parents are, you know, 83, 84. Um, and Man, they both have, one. they both have diabetes. So I, I'm expecting uh, a long time out of you, Trevor. <laughs> have they had diabetes since they were 27? Because I have. Mm, no, they didn't. Uh, yeah. It was. I would guess it was probably 50s when they when they got it. Yeah, that's still a long time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been a, quite a while. Even if you take care of it, um, if you if you, even if you're really good, it still takes its toll. It does things to you. Right. No matter what you do, you cannot. 100% remove the, the consequences. So it's just the way it is. We'll, we'll my, see. Things improve every year. Let me get, let me put that yeah, that's, out there. So that's true. Is the medicine and the way they deal with it improves every year. Even I, I've, you know, I guess I'm year 17 now, 16, 17 of diabetes. And the things that they do for me now are so different and so better than they were when I started. So My mom is basically a cyborg now. She has like a little... It almost looks like a, a bump. nicotine patch, yeah, that they can just read her blood sugar with an app or whatever. I'm yeah, like, have you not seen mine? I guess I haven't. No, huh? You yeah. probably did show it to us at one point in our time, but yeah, I actually. But that's the kind of thing that. you're talking about, right? Like that's an improvement, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's. I actually completely forgot about that. That your father. I had a whole conversation with your father about diabetes, and I forgot that 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 it was a thing that your mother just. I mean, just recently found yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Just she like was diabetic a couple months ago, right? Yeah, I mean, two. I'll I'll say two more things on on morbid health health topics, and then we can move on. <laughs> the old man conversation, uh, the old man segment of the of the conversation. Yeah, uh, I mean, knock on wood, so far I'm doing okay with uh, with my blood sugar, etc. And I've I'm I've been working hard lately on on getting my weight down, um, but it does kind of feel inevitable, like. Both my parents have it. Like three of my grandparents had it. One died of heart condition before he got it. I'm sure he probably would have otherwise. And right. one of my one of my grand my grand my other grandfather, his leg was amputated Ooh. because of diabetes. Yeah, I had, so, I had a great grandfather who died three months before I was born, but he he was a heavy smoker and had diabetes and basically refused to take care of it. And got gangrene in both of his legs, and they amputated both of his legs. Yeah, that is savage. I mean, that's that was far more common when we were kids right. than it is now. Yeah, but right. it's still something that's out there. Um, yeah, that can so, happen. Yeah, you know, the, this pandemic has been horrible for me. That and I found a recipe for carrot cake that I love. Those two things <laughs> have added twenty five pounds to me. I th- I don't think the two of you would really recognize me. At this point, I literally gained almost 30 pounds since the pandemic began. 
That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I gained I gained about thirty pounds. Um, I am currently this morning I was twenty six and a half pounds down from April first when I started kicking wow. it into drive. You guys clearly didn't get me the memo. I'm over here down fifty pounds like some kind of idiot. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, my frozen shoulders haven't helped because about the time I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get start exercising. Again. Oh, right. I'm like, I can't do this exercise. It just doesn't, my body doesn't work that direction anymore for now. Anyway. Yeah, one in, in the pre-ramble, one of the segments was basically <laughs> life crapping on Brian. Uh, <laughs> but his he he had a frozen shoulder and it's essentially resolved itself now in the last year so that's nice at least (laughs) yeah it takes a lot longer to resolve than i uh had originally anticipated i mean is that mainly all you can really do with it is you just kind of like baby it until it's better you don't you don't baby it if you baby it it gets worse yeah you gotta work it out and and you continue working it out and it slowly over time gets back to normal Okay. If if you baby it, it'll get worse. Mm. Which is what I did originally, because I thought I'd hurt my right. shoulders. Right. So I I babied it, and it didn't, oh sure. It, it just stayed the same or got worse, and until I went to the doctor. So yeah, it's this yeah. is the worst topics ever. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So there were two big pieces of news recently from Privateer Press. So we're going back to our roots, and we're going to talk about those. The first one is. Uh, Matt Wilson. So in in June, uh, Privateer Press is, is usually done lock and load and had their keynote where they um, announced lots of exciting things. And instead of doing a, a video or a keynote or whatever, he did a not a keynote insider where he wrote up an article, kind of teasing some of the things that are coming up in the, the upcoming year. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do a video. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, maybe I don't. Maybe... I don't think they have their video person there anymore. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I I didn't know that. So I I know that I know that Tony's not there anymore. I don't know if they have anyone that is. Yeah, probably not. Person. Yeah, has has the skills. Yeah. So yeah, there were there were. I guess going through each uh, each game, um, they're having Emmanuel Class do some design for uh, Monster Apocalypse, and they have like some Aztec-looking stuff coming out for it that people seem excited about. Um, there's more stuff coming out for Warcaster. I basically just skimmed through it because... Did I, any of it include a new faction? Is there I don't, new factions on the horizon? I don't think so. I I I don't think so. You're saying new? Is there new Monster Apocalypse factions? No, no, new, new Warcaster factions. Oh 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 yeah yeah I got you. Um, and then with with Riot Quest they were essentially like yeah we're like November is when we're gonna ship out the. The Kickstarter we just did, we'll have a Kickstarter for a new season coming up, but didn't really say much beyond that. Um, and then they saved the big news for last and said that the Orgoth are going to be the new faction for War Machine coming out next year. And they said they didn't have um, much to tease on it. They just you know, said that they have a lot of work to do on it and that that's going to be the new faction, essentially. They had, like, a... Did they, they have a, a font or whatever? Yeah, yeah, logo. That, I couldn't think of the word for some dumb reason. Well, the part that caught me off guard was they didn't even mention it. You had to scroll really far down, and there was this really long graphic, and then at the bottom of the graphic was the word Orgoth. Mm. Which yeah. I, I missed the first time. I, it's actually the first yeah, two times I, did too. I, I scanned it. Yeah, I, I read the whole thing, and at the end, he gave a description, which, when you read it, you're like, oh, this means Orgoth, although he didn't explicitly say Orgoth. And then it showed, like, it gave his 
sign off and his picture, et cetera. And so I was like, okay, well, we're done here, I guess. And I didn't realize that I needed to keep scrolling to, to actually see the Orgoth logo. Um, and it was, it was kind of, in my opinion, a failed attempt at being cute because at the very start, he's like, whatever you do, don't scroll down to the end to, you know, find out the exciting news. And, and <laughs> oh, okay. at the, at the end, he's like, Oh, I knew you were going to scroll down to the, the bottom, but I like that little t-shirt that says you little rebel. Yeah. Except I didn't, I guess I didn't know how I, I actually didn't end up scrolling down i read the you're just thing. so obedient sure i guess right. yeah and then i actually didn't even read that thing that he said i just because i skimmed the whole thing right yeah at yeah. first and so i didn't even realize it anyway it's one of those things where sure you're trying to be cute but the first person who scrolls to the bottom and sees it posts it and then everyone else sees it before they even read the article you know what i mean right it's hard, yeah. hard to be cute in the internet age oh yeah. they finally <laughs> I, I'm a little. I actually haven't read this thing, so I just pulled it up and scrolled to the bottom while Jay was talking about it. But I see that Infernals are also getting a Colossus, which yes. was sort of hinted at with the Hengehold scrolls pre-COVID, right? Yeah, there's actually there's there there's two versions of the Colossal, a Guardian of Soul and a Harvester of Souls, right? And they are. Bahi models that you you purchase direct they're going to be releasing here i think either this month or next month so they're, they're close i i really liked the henge hold scrolls thing uh, i feel like i guess i just need to learn to be more patient in my life which is exactly why i quit kickstarter because i'm not patient <laughs> if i if, so, if something is teased to me i need to see it asap See, I find Kickstarter to be like presents to myself. <laughs> I buy them early, and then I forget that they. Then you exist. forget, right? And then they show up on my door, and I'm like, "This is labeled for me. What is? I don't. What the heck is this?" <laughs> and then I open it up, and I'm like, "Oh, the Kickstarter fairy arrived!" So stupid. <laughs> it's amazing. You should try it. It's liberating, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ridiculous. So what's what's your guys' reaction to the Orgoth? So I can't remember the polite way to say this, but I'm very promiscuous for new factions, so <laughs> it's hard for me. Or no, that is the polite way to say it, right? Instead of saying I'm a horror for it. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm all about it, dude. Bring new factions, even though, frankly, it's probably not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> right like do you just keep adding more complexity like i mean like if you brought a new faction and it somehow murdered an entire other faction that would probably be better i guess but i'm like i'm excited for it like i've seen some of the speculation that we've had in our discord chat and i'm like that would be cool oh that would be cool you know but then if i stop and think about it i'm like that's probably not a good thing long term is it so i i like new factions as well but this was not the faction I was hoping for or expecting. And I, in, in your defense, real quick, the private press has been like very explicit in the past yes. in saying that, that there would the never Orgoth be Orgoth, are never right? going to come to War Machine. Yeah, the, the, they were very explicit about they would never come back to Immerin. They would never be back. There was no reason. It's just they've said that so many times. And I've heard them discuss it where they're like, well, they really don't have the technology to hang out with. I mean, they basically really got pushed off hardcore out of Imran because of just the disparate technology issues. And I just I looked at it and I said, yeah, I can see why that they're outclassed at this point. There's no reason for them to come back. And I just sort of bought into that explanation. And so this really caught me off guard that it was coming back. And I, I can see where maybe it fits thematically now with the Infernals as part of the game. And I understand, but it wasn't what I... That's my first complaint. My second complaint was, if you're going to spoil a new faction, give us something, anything. I, I really hate just a name. And they've done this to this in the past, but I really prefer, even if it's just a few pictures, some art, it doesn't even have to be models, but... You would prefer a picture of some tanks floating in the clouds with uh, yes. no picture of their tracks. 
<laughs> yes, I do prefer that to nothing, which is what we got this time. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah, that was a little silly or whatever, and but give us something. I don't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be you know 3D renders of models, but give us some maybe some names or some some little blurbs or give us some art something. Um, you know, I can type up Orgoth into a, you know, a, a Photoshop <laughs> document and put a funky font on it and put it out there and be like, woo, that's our new faction, boys. There you go. I just really dislike the way that they're showing it off. I'm assuming that maybe there's more information to come. But from what I read, it sounds like, sorry, we really don't have anything to show you and we're not going to have anything to show you for a while. But here you go. Here's the next here's the next plan that really don't rub me the wrong way i guess grinds your gears i believe it does it does yeah i think that's a fair complaint honestly i i don't know that orgoth is and i can't say yes or no am i interested in orgoth because what does it even look like is it going to look like doom reavers because if it looks like doom reavers i'm on board yeah i mean the one of the things that's kind of interesting to think about with it so we learned in the fluff from around the release of the infernals that the orgoth had had made deals with infernals that were a different order than the nanakrian order right and so first off you know war machine you 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 need to have some sort of big stompy something and you know it doesn't i mean i guess you could maybe make a storyline about um them doing espionage with warjacks but you know the the warjacks are what kicked the butt of the orgoth and drove them off of the um of the continent and it was you know thamar made the deal with an anachrian order that brought magic and mechanica to the humans and so it would just seem kind of weird if they were you know running around with um with warjacks yeah um and it also seems like it would be kind of weird if they did war beasts because they've there've been war beasts for a long time and so why wouldn't wouldn't they have used those before when they were getting their butts kicked by warjacks right so it feels like there's there's going to be need to be some sort of new thing that they're spending their warjack slash war beast points on but I well, hope that the whatever the equivalent of the Nanakrian order that that they worked for is like forcing them to return to the continent with something new, like you're saying, you know. Yeah. See, one of the I think it was it was either in our Discord chat or maybe it was on Facebook or somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it, but somebody said, "I don't want to see another completely different rule set." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I am full on board with that. Like, don't give us another variation on the core rules. I, I like, I like things feeling different, but what I don't want is another set of something completely different sort of rules that I have to understand in order to play the game. I, I can appreciate people's frustration with the skew uh, bloat for the entire game and and having to keep up with that. It, It gets even worse. I mean, a tier like Mark one sort of bad, um for if you start adding in a different set of yeah well i mean there's like okay so i need to understand the rules for servitors with convergence of cirrus i need to understand arcana with grimkin i need to understand how essence works with infernals i need to it's already there pretty close i mean we're getting pretty extreme already yeah yeah Wait, let me ask this, just going off, piggybacking off what Jay just said. What if it's one of those? What if it, what? What if it just follows one of those other things we already have? What if it's what if it's um like Grimkin and has Arcana? Yeah, I mean, if it's if there's lore to it, I'm I'm here for it. I'm all I'm all about the. I'm also a lore whore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're lore promiscuous. Jay. That's right. That's. <laughs> that's why I um, that's why I always liked to listen to Jay's uh, fluff master corner or whatever we used to call it. <laughs> Lore master Larson. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> uh, 
It's the high quality content I crave. Yeah. If if it you know if it has the same core rules as something that already exists, then I'm probably less. I mean, like like I already said, it feels like it's already too much. But at least at that point, we're not adding to it. We're just piggybacking on what we already have. Right. So anyway, we'll see. It does uh, feel. So I don't. I don't want to like prejudge um, before I, I see anything, it's like et cetera. My favorite thing to do. That's fair, <laughs> yeah. But there's also part of me that's like, there's there's a concern of, like, man, I hope this doesn't jump the shark or go, like they're they're doing this thing they said they would never do. Um, I I hope they do it well. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's interesting. They did. They have said repeatedly this wasn't something they were going to do, but now they're doing it. But the truth is, is that there was a lot of people interested in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's it true. got that's the true. question got asked a lot, and that's why you know we're sort of shocked is because the question got asked so often and it was replied to so often that that's sort of became our sort of expectation. But I think that there's a lot of people out there who the Orgoth are central to the origin story if you will of the game and for a lot of people that's something that's going to be really interesting something they're excited for uh the i don't even recall there being pictures of any orgoth even in the old books like there's very little art that i can remember maybe i'm just not remembering it but i just don't recall seeing anything wait remind me what's the relationship with like ogren models and orgoth were the ogren like a one of the slaves or whatever the slave races don't really have any relation i think they don't okay okay they're just kind of ogres i have no clue i i am professing you know this i'm making statements that i can't back up with actual knowledge Mm. i've never i've never read this crap in the books those are my favorite kind of statements it's just sort of it's sort of seeped in over years but I, I, I mean, I've never read any of the history. I, I I guess I would like to. I would be curious with um what the reason is that they're they're doing this after saying for so long that they were never going to. Right. And maybe the answer is just that dwindling sales. There's been. It's something that a lot of people have been really interested in, and so let's give the people what they want, which. You know, isn't a bad not, thing. That's say. not a bad thing. Yeah, I, yeah I'm all about I'm that. Right. I would have been more excited if they had said uh, we're bringing in Orgoth uh, along with uh, Mark IV. <laughs> sure. Man, but that would be then piling two huge projects onto each other. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. But they've they've done it before. They did it. Yeah, from, yeah. From Mark One to Mark Two with Retribution. They gave there's Mark One rules for retribution out there um, that came basically on the coattails of them saying, "Hey, this is the faction that we're going to introduce Mark Two with." You saw both rules at the same time, so you could kind of compare what the old ones would look like with the new ones. They, that was one of their uh, selling points, I guess, to right. us, the players. Yeah. So, you know, certainly they're in a different position than they were then with staff and other things, and and I mean. You know, the market has changed significantly since then, but I'm just saying it's not impossible. Well, it's almost like you've been doing this for a few years, Trevor, because I, I guess that can act as a segue into the next topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, William Hungerford announced on Monday that last Friday was his last day with Privateer Press and that he... Uh, has started a new job um and then on tuesday he he announced where he had moved on to um and the company that he's moved to is uh broken anvil is the name of the company um it's a company that has has made some miniatures they didn't have a game for the miniatures um i think the name of the miniatures was dungeon delver or dungeon delve and Oz, who also worked at Privateer Press, um, he left Privateer Press and is is working at uh, Broken Anvil. 
they wanted to have a game created for for these dungeon delve or delver um, models. Um, one of the things that was asked of Hungerford last night was if he was going to be working on a game for those miniatures or something else, and he said something new. And so uh, they evidently have have plans for you know a uh, a new game for models that are so far so unreleased um you have to tell me if i understood correctly like i went to dungeon delver's website and it's very well sparse frankly at the moment but a lot of what it looked like they had was like you could buy the stls which is that's what you use to like 3d print yeah 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 that is correct i believe which i i don't know you know what the future of miniature gaming is going to look like there's a lot of people who who feel pretty strongly that 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 kind of model is kind of the future, but and that still know. to me that still seems a ways off. Like I don't know. No, you, but, I think you're right, Josh. Um, I don't know if you've seen the consumer level 3D printers are still not to the point where the average consumer could really handle them. Especially not like, you know, if you're wanting to do a game, you're you're probably printing come on, at least a dozen, you know, to, to somewhere right. between a dozen and a thirty and thirty models, and it's like the investment to get to that point still seems pretty prohibitive to me. Mm, no, the investment isn't. If you're if you are willing to go out on a limb, you can buy a three D printer that will do that, um, and not be very far into it for, you know, three hundred bucks. Okay. The, the My understanding is, is, is that... a lot of it is it's you're going to have kind of a, a fairly steep learning curve getting to the point where you're somewhat consistently making the stuff that you want to be making. <laughs> there's there's some there's multiple issues and some one of it is uh, there's differences in material to the point and differences in the nozzle and and um and calibrating the things i don't know if you've seen up close some of these 3d prints on some of the consumer level um, printers but they're not very high resolution yet and they're still you can i've seen a lot of variants and and it probably yeah can vary i don't know i guess there's probably a lot of factors but yeah yeah i mean material the original file um you know how well they've got it dialed in etc right there's a lot of things that go into it. And like I said, it just it's not to the point where it's idiot free. Like right. when's the last time you've had to go to your laser printer, you know, your HP laser printer and worry about, you know, pixel count on a on a typeface. Those are some of the things that you had to worry about 30 years ago in printers or even more than that, honestly. Uh but it just it's gone t- from today's modern printers. They've they've as an industry, they've grown up. And 3D printing is in the middle of that, and they haven't grown up quite yet, but they're getting there. And it'll, you know, give it another 10, 15 years, and maybe they'll be there. So I, I don't know. But right now, if you were to sell me on, hey, you can't buy any of these minis from us; they must be 3D printed. Uh, I would be a little concerned about the overall quality of the outcome from me, like yeah, me being able right, to accomplish right. that. So I guess do you guys have any? Thoughts or comments on um, Hungerford moving on or his new project or or any of the above? I mean, I'm honestly a little sad about it, but I, I'm excited for him. You know, it, yeah. Of course, all, all I know is how he presented it publicly, but it seems like an exciting move for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't know what to say because to me it feels like. It feels like there's been a long run of losses from Privateer Press over, at this point, many years. And yeah. not a lot of up-and-coming stars, people whom I know, I guess. Maybe I'm just not in touch with it anymore, which is fair to say. But Yeah. Um, I, I do think that an example of someone who I think is a good developer who is up-and-coming and that is working with with private press now is um, Faye. 
is is a designer who's who's doing quite a bit of work with them. So um, there are there are people who are taking the place, and that's. I, I'm you know. sure there are, and and we'll see where they take it. I mean, right. the truth is is that every designer has a different sort of approach or philosophy on how they want to accomplish what they're trying to do with the game, and you never really know where that's going to go until you see their ideas, you know, at the table. Sure. Yeah. So, but I, I was concerned when David Carl left. So, right. and I feel like Pagani did a really good job in his shoes. Um, Pagani left. I mean, these people all left. I, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm not going to say that it's a bad or a good thing yet. We'll wait and see. Um, but, It'd be nice to see, you know, someone stay with the company for a really long time because it feels like to get a designer's vision into a game through the production cycle takes a long time. And to have an influence over a game like War Machine or Hordes that's actually lasting, I mean, you have to be with the company for a very long time, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I I think... Some of it as well is that, you know, there's there's some people like um, Jason Souls that is is still working at Privateer Press. He's one of the people who had did a lot of the original work on War Machine, and he's 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 kind of a person who prefers to be a little bit private, and so a lot of people forget that he's there or. And in a lot of ways, I'm. I think he's probably <laughs> a genius for uh, realizing. Lane low. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, for. I haven't like, forgot that he's there. My issue sure. is I don't care for a lot of his design philosophies. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not gonna. I I think that as a person, he's great. Um, I've talked to him before in real life. I think he's fine. Um, I just some of the things that I've seen him put forward as his design philosophies within the CID cycle have, I mean, I just don't agree with his approach a lot of times. So, I mean, that's, I'm not the designer there. They haven't hired me to do anything there. I'm not the one who's in charge. So it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, and one of the things that you said, Trevor, I, you know, not to, I, I don't think like this guy is falling at private press, et cetera. Um, but I think that one of the things for Hungerford is, as to speculation as to why he may have done this, et cetera, is that, you know, a lot of the people that he loved working with, like, you know, Wilshick and Pagani and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, are, are not and with. Oz. And Oz. Yes. Yeah. Are not with um, Private Press anymore. And, you know, I, I do think that there's an element of him, you know, missing his friends slash wanting to be able to work with them. So, well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where the, the new crop of designers at private press take the game and where uh, Jason souls continues to take the game over the next, you know, five to 10 years. We'll see. It might, it might mean drastic changes. Uh, it might mean more of the same, who knows? And to be fair, neither of those options are necessarily bad. I, I don't want to be doom and gloom either. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people there whom I did agree with their design decisions, like Pagani, who are gone. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, any, I guess, anything else on that topic? I wish that I could honestly say that, you know, appropriate design decisions on Barnabas Zero is going to bring me back, but it would be a lie because of my own... <laughs> my own schedule it's my fault and i guess i am it's not upp it's me (laughs) we did have another segment planned for for the show but honestly we're we're not gonna have enough time for it um but so we can do a few (laughs) diversions but we um, we do need an update on the on the voting too you know i sure okay um before we before we leave that I, i did have a question for you josh um you know, it's it's been a while since you've you've played a game of War Machine. It's it's something that you did enjoy a fair bit in the past, right? Um, I guess what would you what what would 
need to happen for you to start playing War Machine again? Oh man, I love these kind of questions. Uh, I I mean, the honest answer I think is that I would need to um, gain command over time and space in such a way <laughs> that uh, I could essentially put myself in a bubble, you know, and and have like no other. It's like it's so ridiculous, but that's the honest, stupid truth. Like, it really I mean, is. I mean, how, how it's just far a time thing you, for me. How, would you say that most of your time is dealt is family related things? Oh, is I that, mean, I, or is it or is it business related? You, things? you mean most of my non-working time, I suppose. Right. Yeah. What the time that you would use to play War Machine? Uh, it does feel like it's been very. It's it's which is weird, but it does feel like it's become much more heavily uh family family items right like i don't i don't think that's weird but i i mean at this point how you have three kids left at home really only two two yeah okay but so th- the when, weird thing when, is is like time commitments for the kids that have left home are sometimes worse than, than the ones that are still at home oh don't tell me that josh oh yeah i just i want to remember what i always tell my children trevor don't worry it gets worse <laughs> Well, anyway, my point was is when it, it feels like when the gymnastics student gets old enough that she's out on her own and the only one left at home is the son who's going to want to actually play War Machine with you, it feels like that that's going to be a breaking point for you where you'll be able to actually go do it. Yeah, so four to five years, I could see that being a possibility. But I also, what I, I'm not sure this is even a legitimate concern, but I guess we're to the segment of, potential aging paranoias or whatever like i honestly worry that i won't have um prepared him appropriately to where he'll have interest mm, that's possible you know at that at that point because even now like you know he wants to play minecraft and i'm like yeah Please he's a vi- video game guy yeah kind of you know so my youngest is not he's very much a tactile playing sort of person and anyway i just I I thought I'd mention that my lunchtime, my lunch hour now that the kids are out of school has become Pokemon, the card game. Mm. Like I sit down with my lunch and my son is like, let's play a game. And so I end up playing a game of Pokemon every, almost every day at lunchtime now. I mean, here's, I guess here's <laughs> my, my guess on things of like the, the set of circumstances that, would need to happen and and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. So a, you would need to have like a game buddy who has a fairly flexible schedule. And then if you had like this magically window of time open up during work where you could take a lunch or whatever and go play a game, you would contact them and be like, Hey, do you want to play a game? Yes. You go and do it. Um, But I would also guess that one of the things that's a little bit more difficult with, war machine and and i think that this is maybe a a trend um in miniatures gaming in general but you know it's it's a lot it's a lot harder to you know if you're if you have a busy job finding like a two or two and a half hour block that's free as opposed to like a one or one and a half hour chunk that's free and I think that there's one of the trends in miniature gaming is has kind of been trying to cut down that game length to from the two and a half to two hours to more like the one to one and a half hours. Right. Um, and that was kind of one of the things that Warcaster Mechanica talked like it was going to try to do, right? And doesn't sound like they did succeed. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've heard consistently is that it can be like a two and a half, three hour game experience and there isn't really a, me- a mechanic to cut down game length or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, is, would, would you say that those, that analysis is, is kind of accurate or. I think it's I, pretty uh, accurate. I mean, I think the other thing, well, I mean, the honest truth is like, if I just went to a convention again, that like, that was the purpose, that's probably the most likely scenario. That's probably even more likely than the scenario you just painted. Mm. Right. If we, if, you know, if there was just a conversation, it was like, hey, let's go to the Las Vegas Open or whatever, right? Like, that's the next one I can think of. I, I suppose Gen Con, but I just don't see Gen Con as a possibility for me this year. Right. I'm not but doing like, Gen Con. I am debating where for weekend, the start of November. Okay. 
and I am going to the Las Vegas Open. Yeah, so I guess yeah. that's my point. You know, in, any one of those could potentially be. Yeah, my biggest issue right now is that the pandemic has so fundamentally changed our schedule that it's been hard to revert right back to the way it was before. So each, you know, like my wife is just used to me having Wednesday. We used to play with, I used to play War Machine every Wednesday night. Well, she's used to having me at home. And so scheduling. Oh, post-COVID, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, post-COVID sure. scheduling, she just, she forgets that Wednesday night is War Machine night. And things get scheduled on Wednesday night. And my kids are getting to the age where there's nightly activities going on. I mean, you know, my daughter's right. 15 now. My my son is 13 soon to be 14 and it's like the the things that happen with school and everything um it just starts getting much more complicated okay well real quick before we end the podcast uh are you ready to give us the the update on the brackets trevor sure the the vote yeah the voting is finished on the star wars versus uh, D D, and there's really no surprise there star wars one, um, although I do think that the D and D gave it a better run for its money than anything previous. Oh, let, me, let me double check that. Um, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of people who have fond memories of both. They they have a pretty healthy amount of nostalgia going on there. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yes, that was the closest that Star Wars has ever come to losing. Sixty percent Star Wars, forty percent Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, just on the Twitter vote, I haven't added up all the other votes, but it's. I mean, there's no way that. Um, the other ones overcome that because I think it's Star Wars one and all three. But you know, just to give you an idea of where it was at, um, Dungeons and Dragons came somewhat close. Um, the other one, the voting is there at the time that we're recording this, which by the time you hear this will be long over. But at the time we're recording this, there's four hours left to vote on the Lord of the Rings vo- movies versus versus the, the books versus the books. Yes, <laughs> but currently Lord of the Rings movies has about a 10% lead, so 55 to 45, and I. I don't see that changing. So our final, which will be posted um, probably tomorrow night when this episode goes live for uh, Patreon backers, it'll be a week after. Um, so by the time you hear this, if you're listening via iTunes or other things, the vote will all be over. Um, but that will be the Lord of the Rings movies versus Star Wars uh, will be the final vote. I'm actually not even sad about that as a final matchup. Mm, I'm a little sad that we couldn't have given a little bit better fight for Star Wars because I feel like it's. Do you not think? Oh, you don't think the Lord of the Rings will be a a, a solid fight? Uh, you don't. I guess what I should say is you don't think the Lord of the Rings will end up being the best fight that Star Wars has had Mm-mm. in the whole bracket. Probably I not. Don't you? And D will probably yeah. do, perform better. Yeah, I, I think Lord that, of the Rings literally D and D's grandfather. What is going on here, you guys? Mm, I think that that's true. It is derivative, but it is so much more diverse and and varied than Lord of the Rings at this point. That you know, what I mean, I I yeah. understand where it came from, but it just feels like you have so much more that goes on into it right now. And D and D Beyond is it's huge right now. There's so many people that just use that product to have all the books and everything searchable via computer. It's just really big. It's gotten really big. So anyway, I I think that the 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 best chance we had at beating Star Wars was was D and D at that point. The MCU should have been it, but it just didn't put up the fight that D and D did. Yeah, that kind of surprises me. But here we are. You know, maybe we are not the. I don't know. Maybe we're more Marvel oriented than the average geek. The three of us, I mean. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we all desperately love the MCU, and and I'm super excited for Loki to come out tomorrow. Um, you mean? Well, isn't it, it already out? out now? Yes, it is. I almost stayed up till midnight, but I I'm thought it came out on Thursday. No, it's a Wednesday. They moved it up one. Yeah, they moved it up a day. It's is already out. Nor- is Why are you even here talking to us? Because uh, I, I mean, because I have work. <laughs> yes, guess. Wednesday. Wednesday is the normal release day. Okay, so it's going to be every Wednesday from here on out. Yeah. So Wednesday nights, where I should be a war machine, my family's going to expect me to watch Loki, is what you're telling me. That's not what I'm telling you, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe Lord of the Rings movies will put up a greater fight um, than I think it will. But I believe that we probably have already crowned the champion Star Wars, which we probably could have guessed. We knew. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Jay sounds like the old parable of the rattlesnake. You knew what I was when you put me in your bracket. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, well, I guess let us know what you guys think about the recent news from Privateer Press and vote early and vote often. <laughs>